0: the doghouse i'm diana
1: and i'm david
0: it's riverdale season 7 episode 6 chapter 123 peep show at her wits end over archie's recent actions mary turns to uncle frank to get him back on track meanwhile betty asks veronica for help understanding her sexuality elsewhere jughead takes action after he discovers plagiarism taking place at pep comics and shadow blossom and tony's budding attraction catches the attention of some river vixens
1: if there's one thing we can all agree on after this episode, it's that Uncle Frank is a dick.
0: He's a tool.
1: He's an absolute tool.
0: Yeah, I what big, a, I big I big don't like.
1: What a jackass.
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: it's the 1950s version of Frank. Look, the Frank in our timeline was hard, but also like tried to really be a, a somewhat father, more mentor figure for our new Archie.
0: Yeah, but like he also kind of showed up way later. I know. And relative to this, and so it was just it's just it was he like he came in and like became like a bulldog in and of himself, which I don't hey. hate. Yeah, yeah. Unintentional.
1: I'm not mad. I'm just like, wow, he's an asshole.
0: Yeah, but I I like it's annoying, but I also kind of get it and I also don't hate it because it kind of pushed Archie into like you need to deal with some of the shit about your dad.
1: Again, I point to the adults, not
0: completely what they seem. I'm I i, I do not disagree there. Mm. But uh we start this one off with Jughead reading in his long johns in his train car, and we get one of my favorite Riverdale like swap swap outs And he realizes that one of the story is taken beat by beat from brad rayberry but where is rayberry's credit oh my god this is so good (laughs) so bad i love it
1: spoonerism to the extreme
0: it's so obviously it's brad rayberry but this is it's so good because i hadn't even thought about like oh yeah his name really is like that
1: it's ray bradbury yeah
0: and it just it i just hadn't thought about until they said it i was like oh that's good and then i remember one of the, com- it always stuck out to me for being like, this is so dumb, but I also love it. It was one of the editions of the comics that I read. They were talking about new movies. And at the time, Speed had just come out, and they changed Sandra Bullock <laughs> to Sandra Kalick
1: Of course they
0: did. <laughs> I know, it's so ridiculous, but I love it. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> So Jughead, this cannot stand. This is plagiarism. So he walks himself right in to Pep Comics and confronts Mr. Fieldstone. It's like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Uh, the Rayberry story is November County. Ours is called November Country. Big difference. Big, huge difference. Um, And like, Fieldstone kind of gives a little. He's like, well, you know, uh, I, you know, maybe... I remember trying to reach out to him, but he never called me back. So I just assumed he was dead. (laughs) Because, you know, that works out that way. It's the comic business.
1: It was always like this. Sure.
0: Uh, Then we cut over to the Andrew's garage and Archie is working on the jalopy and Frank is just talking down to him. Basically, just that, you know, you're lying, you're sneaking around, your grades are mediocre, and you're not pulling your weight around the house. And how would your dad feel? And what did he say to you before he went off to war? Like, which is just like, this kid like needs like somebody else to talk to. And like, he misses his dad. And he's like, everything is basically him trying to do the right thing. It's
1: 1955. I know. This is what passed for male mentorship and advice.
0: (laughs) It still passes today too. But, (laughs) you know, Frank just makes him feel bad about, you know, says that your dad would not be proud of him and he's doing a bad job being the man in the house he's like you're gonna start right now so they go to the kitchen and archie apologizes to his mom he's like i'm sorry i've been disrespecting you i'll do better i'll be a better son to you (laughs) and you know mary's like thank you i know you will honey and frank's like okay tomorrow we talk to your principal about your grades fuck like this (laughs) is this is not gonna be fun
1: it's all worth it for archie's face
0: Sure. Uh, KJ is killing it. KJ. And then also Lily. Lily is killing it with the with the 50s. Just we cut over to Betty. She's getting ready in her room and she looks across the way into Archie's room and he is post-shower. And she is just like, Oh my goodness, it is beefcake Archie time. Love it. It's great. (laughs) She is liking what she's seeing.
1: I like the 1955 house music. Oh, it's
0: great. <laughs> uh, then we cut to the girls' locker room, and uh, you know it's Betty and Veronica getting ready for gym. And Betty asks Veronica about she's like, "What's sex like?" Veronica's like, "I haven't had, even had my coffee." <laughs> oh my <laughs> um, and we come we come to find out that Veronica is a virgin. Um, but that is to be kept secret because she has a reputation to uphold. And so, Veronica. So Veronica, and you know, honestly, it's not uncommon. Many, many teenagers do this. They just don't want to get made fun of for wherever they are on their sexual journey, so they just lie about it, so they don't have to deal with it. Um, valid. Um, Veronica offers her a few suggestions about, like, you know, you don't have to have had sex to feel sexy. You know, you can wear perfume. You could wear a heel that puts a swing in your step. And her favorite way is to wear lingerie, to which Betty is just like, oh my goodness, Lily kills it. She's so good at acting like vulnerable and insecure. It is so cute. <laughs> and Veronica invites Betty to come over after school to try some out. So good. So good. We cut on over to the dog house. Hey. And Cheryl returns the book to Tony and Tony's like, "Hey, anything resonate with you?" And uh Cheryl is kind of cagey and she's just kind of like, "Um, you know, I can appreciate two voluptuous feminine forms in close proximity to each other and tony's like you know why don't you come to the dark room grab a cappuccino and we can feed each other apple butter about the cover art and cheryl's just very like nope nope no thank you i have to go uh work with the uh, cheerleaders which also i just want to point out that during this scene cheryl is not wearing her dark lipstick she is vulnerable Hmm.
1: this whole episode
0: Oh, she does wear it in this episode, but in two very specific scenes, she does not. This is one of them. Ah. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you've been listening to our podcast for a while, I kind of deduce that there are very few moments in our timeline where Cheryl did not wear her bright red lipstick. And when, it, when it, she wasn't, it was when she was extremely vulnerable, typically with our scenes with Tony. But there were a few others. Um, it was very, I don't think we saw it once during... No, we did it was when she tried to commit suicide in season one but it's very rare
1: god what a flashback
0: i know right we cut on over to the principal's office and archie is apologizing to principal featherhead he's like you know i'm gonna get my grades up i want to be at least a b student principal's like that's great uh we know there's much untapped potential within you weird 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 this this is where this is becoming a ripple right there that's a ripple He was the warden in the prison Archie went to. So Ripple right there. Featherhead says, hey, Frank, this is good timing. Can I talk to you in private? Archie will excuse us. And Archie's like, "Okay, bye. We come over to the gym and it's River Vixen's time. And one of our favorite people has returned. And that is Evelyn Evernever.
1: I lost my shit. I was like, no.
0: Uh, same actress who portrayed her before zoe de Grand maison uh she was fabulous then she's fabulous now only this time her character is very different and that she's just a stick in the mud love it mm-hmm. she's great cheryl's wearing her lipstick here and tony has shown up because she's going to audition uh evelyn's not interested in this but Cheryl's like okay you're first up and it's straight back to what happened in the dark room the last time we saw tony perform it's just like cheryl's just locked in just at her it's a lot of butt shaking <laughs> lomo. cheryl offers her this cheryl offers her this uh, cheryl uh, cheryl offers her a spot instantly evelyn like hey wait what about everyone else nope nope cheryl shuts her down
1: she has the best insults for
0: evelyn <laughs> it's Great. Excuse me? Are you the captain? <laughs> Until you've proven you can do more than regurgitate a Doris Day shuffle, I suggest you zip it. So good. So good.
1: Uh, The only way this would have been even funnier is if Tony was just terrible at cheerleading, but Cheryl was too engrossed in everything to not pay attention to her.
0: Oh, like how Veronica was terrible at cheerleader tryouts in season one?
1: That was unintentional.
0: I have said it before, and I will say it again. I know Camilla can dance. That choreographer made her look, and the way it was filmed, made her look horrible. It was awful.
1: That was that was an entirely different situation.
0: <laughs> so, Riverdale. Uh, we go over to the Andrew's house, and we find out that... Frank has been asked to coach the Bulldogs, um, the basketball team. That's who's coming back, which, again, I really like that. We're still going down the sports route, but we're not doing football. We're doing basketball. And Archie's not interested. And Frank says, "That's OK, we'll find a way for you to be involved, even if it's just as the water boy, which Archie is super annoyed at. Mary gets a few comments in where she's like, but you love basketball. And Archie's just like, mm, "I'm I'm out of practice and I need to study.
1: Again, Uncle Frank, what an
0: asshole. Being a dick. We go over to the Pembroke and Betty is in some lingerie and she's feeling really insecure. Uh, She's like, she's embarrassed. Uh, And Veronica's like, no, no, no. Betty Page herself would go ape for you. You got to give yourself a minute. You know, look at yourself and just repeat after me. I am a gorgeous, powerful, sexy siren at the height of my womanly powers. And may God have mercy on the boys of Riverdale High.
1: They play Dark Betty music.
0: They do. They definitely do. It was a very distinct choice to put her in black lingerie. Hmm. This like this is very very cute scene. We cut to Jughead showing up at Rayberry's house. Oh, this is all so awkward. It is. But that apartment, that apartment is Jughead and Tabitha's apartment.
1: Uh-huh.
0: the same floor plan. So it's the same set.
1: Okay. All right.
0: At first I thought it was his New York apartment, but which could have, they could have actually used the same, but that nook out into where the bedroom is, that's what made me go, oh no, we never saw the kitchen in his New York apartment. It's the Jabitha apartment. Which,
1: you know, let's be clear, could just be, let's just use the same set.
0: Yeah, that makes the most sense. But for our purposes, it also makes sense that a writer would live in the apartment that Jughead was previously writing in, in our timeline. So Jughead's there to tell him, like, look, you're being ripped off. You need to sue Pep Comet. Like, and they've got at least eight of your stories. And Ray Rayberry's like, wait, you work for them? And you want me to sue them? And basically just kicks them out of his house.
1: Uh, all of this, by the way, uh, real harkens back to, uh, to his time in New York. And an encounter with a certain someone whose story he might have taken.
0: Uh, what's her face? What? Mm-hmm. Bethany?
1: I. Pff, it's been too long.
0: <laughs> yeah, who cares? We go over to Thornhill, and Evelyn's there to tell Cheryl that Tony is a lesbian. This is rough. This is just, st- like, first Evelyn's trying to be, like, cagey about, like, I'm just not comfortable with this, and... Cheryl's like, "Well, Riverdale is fully integrated." And Evelyn's like, "It's not cuz she's black. It's everyone knows she's a lazy." Um, and then you know, they make the locker room argument, which is fucking bullshit. Um, what well, trauma props? Trauma props. Uh, yes, I uh... Share. I mean, like, I get what they're trying to go for, but it's unnecessary. There's one
1: important component to the scene to come to something later, but even then, it's all still messy as shit.
0: Like, Cheryl just basically doubles down and is like, Tony Topaz is not whatever that word is, and I wouldn't tolerate such behavior on my squad, so shut your mouth about it now. Um, (laughs) Now kindly put an egg in your shoe and beat it. A new episode of Omiha is about to begin, and you are not invited.
1: Again, hate the scene. Love the Cheryl put downs of Evelyn.
0: I love the the Cheryl quick wittedness. I mean, I mean, nothing will ever beat hobo bride of hobo. <laughs> like, it's just
1: greatest moment ever.
0: I mean, we miss it. We miss that. Also, fact, fact. <laughs> uh, we go over to the dark room, and Lizzo is there, kind of taunting Tony about like chasing after Cheryl. Uh, Tony's pretty. She's not unbothered, but she's just not going to listen to it from Lizzo. It's like, I am Riverdale High's first black cheerleader. May not mean a lot to you, but it does to me. To which Lizzo says, oh, so it's political for you. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you must really be on the hook.
0: <laughs> That's one cherry lollipop I'd happily lick. Ugh. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was that was a bridge too far. Too strong. Too much. Too strong. Uh. We go over to the Andrews garage and Archie's car is missing. He is super annoyed. Where'd it go? And Frank is just like, uh, you'll get it back. It's safe and sound. When your grades are where they should be, you know, you'll you'll be fine. And Archie's like, how do I get to school? You can walk, take the bus, or ride your bike. Or you can hitch a ride with me. But you better hustle. You don't want to be late for your first day as water boy. Which Archie's like, what? I didn't think you were serious. What a Dick. Dick. You get over to school, we're in the hallway, and Veronica's like, ooh, how are you feeling? And <laughs> Betty's like, don't don't freak out on me. I'm not wearing them. Betty, how will we get used to lace paintings if you don't wear them every day? And, like, Betty's like, well, I, you know, we have gym, and I didn't want people to see me and, like, think I'm, like, a nymphomaniac, to which, like, Veronica has some lines about being gaslit by men, which is great. Um, But then she asks her, you know, who are you interested in? Like, is there somebody that you're hung up on? And Betty says, Archie. And she's like, of course, you know, you, how how could you not? He's in the lounge. Go ask him out right now. Like, go do it before you lose your nerve.
1: Which Veronica just
0: pushes all those feelings way back down. I do like consistently in this episode that Veronica knows she lost her chance with him. So she's not going to begrudge somebody else liking him. Mm-hmm. That's fair. And I do like that. I mean, that's pretty consistent with our timeline, too. Like, they didn't really fight over Archie. It was just a matter of. Who, who, whose turn was it? Yeah, no, we're, <laughs> really? we're
1: speed running the timeline is what we're doing
0: here. Sure, which is fine. Betty goes into the doghouse. Hey. hey! And she's just like, hey, you know, maybe you want to take me to the movies. And Archie's like, I'd love to, but I can't. Because his uncle being a pain in his ass. He's got me on a trip for biscuits, making me the team water boy. Oh, um, my. So maybe... Maybe he'll ease up in a couple of weeks so we can go then. And Betty's like, okay, fine, okay. And then we cut to later. Betty's crying. She's like, at least he made up an excuse. <laughs> so no, it's very Betty. sweet. And Veronica's like, or it's the truth. You just you need to let Archie work out his family strife for a bit. Let's go get um some, let's go on a double date. Let's find some boys. Isn't there a prep school somewhere? To which we get our first real mention of Stonewall Prep. We are playing all the hits. Oh, I adore private school boys. So sexually frustrated. So easy to torment and manipulate. <laughs> <sighs> we cut to the gym. The boys are trying out for basketball. Julian is being an ass to Archie and mm-hmm. throwing water cups at his water station. Yeah. Uh, we cut to the girl's locker room. Evelyn comes in and she goes snooping in Tony's locker. She finds her book. and is like, aha, I knew it. Tony catches her. And is like, what? What are you doing? And Evelyn's just like, it's strange, Tony, when I asked Cheryl, insisted that you weren't Gaga for girls. This book, however, tells a different story. And Tony's not having it and says, you know, before you, you better quit sticking your nose in my business or I'll serve you up a knuckle sandwich. Can you dig it? (laughs) Now tell me exactly what Cheryl said. You know what it is? Hmm.
1: Vanessa Morgan cannot convincingly deliver the line. Can you dig it?
0: No, she cannot.
1: That is the problem here. Mm -hmm. She's great, and we love her. We do. But she does not know how to do that line.
0: No. (laughs) It does not work.
1: And unfortunately, they have made it her calling card in this season. Yeah.
0: We cut on over to Pep Comics. Jughead is looking at his issue, thinking it's so cool. Everyone's congratulating him on it. And Rayberry comes in to confront Fieldstone. Blah 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 blah. (laughs) Jughead brokers a deal. Like this is so boss, boss. We cut to pops and Jug and Rayberry are talking, and Jughead's talking him through adapting stories. And Jughead, you know, kind of gushes about the stories that he's written that he's loved. And Rayberry asks about like, what about your dad? What does he does he approve of all this? And we find out that in this world, FP was the prime suspect of a big robbery and he hasn't seen him since he lives
1: in Toledo I think
0: yep which is great that's where we know him to be in our timeline and that's also our first reference to Jughead's family at all mm-hmm. uh in this timeline uh Rayberry's like you know you should you should write a story about that and Jughead's like well if I did would you read it and Rayberry kind of jokes with him but it's like yeah of course this whole thing goes back to whatever the Hardy Boys mystery was that got stolen by prep school guy. Uh, it was Jughead's <laughs> granddad who wrote it, so that's what this is. That's what this whole story
1: is. Yeah, that's which, that's pulling back from that moment, which
0: like I didn't notice it when, like I knew I knew it. But I didn't really think about it until we were starting to talk about it here. It's like, oh, that's the whole purpose of this.
1: Yeah, and it's it's also Jughead's whole Odyssey with writing his book, but also plagiarizing and all of that stuff too. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's all muddled together. It's it's his entire career as a writer.
0: Yeah. Well, and Jughead, like his book that made him famous was him telling skewed versions of his entire friend's life. Mm-hmm. So, um, we cut to Archie mopping up the floors after practice and, you know, he looks at the basket, he grabs a ball, you know, he, he dribbles it and you can see he's about to throw it. And then he doesn't because he's a sad.
1: While Johnny Cash sings in the background.
0: Mm -hmm. And then we cut to Jughead looking at a photo of FP on his bike. And that is Skeet Ulrich. They've clearly put him in there. God, he's so hot in that picture. Um, I know. I really hope Skeet makes an appearance. I hope all the parents get to, um, just because it would be fun. We need
1: 1955 FP
0: Pronto stat. That'd be that'd be adorable. I mean, he wouldn't look that much different than he did in season one. Let's be clear. No. Um, but um, he's and he's he's looking at that picture and he's writing something. And I didn't. I know I realized this earlier, but I didn't say anything. The typewriter the Jughead's using is the same typewriter that Betty gets him in our timeline. Hey, yo. That bluish uh, typewriter. It's the same one. <laughs> we cut over to the Andrews house and Archie's like eating the cereal. And Frank comes in. It's like, good morning. I have good news. And Archie's like, okay, what? I got you a job. Pumping gas, it pops. That's what being the man of the house means, Archie. Taking on multiple responsibilities.
1: Archie is panicking.
0: <laughs> He's like, uh, oh, what? like what else could you make me do man like this i need the cartoon
1: sweat drop like nobody's I, business i know
0: i need i need that to become like a thing like this is like rhyme for an animated episode
1: he has the face he has the face down
0: <sighs> i i know i love it we cut on over to school and ben and dilton are seeing the comic book that jughead wrote and i think it's really cool they ask him, he's like, you should take us to Pops and treat us to burgers, but Jughead's going to go to Rayberry's house because he wants him to read a story that he wrote. Uh, we cut to the girl's locker room, and Tony confronts Cheryl. Cheryl's not wearing her lipstick. Um, basically, is like, you don't speak for me, and uh, I'm done pussyfooting around with you. I hope you get wherever you're going. I'm getting off this train. Um, and to which Cheryl's like, okay, all right. Uh, I... I'm attracted to girls and Tony like kind of relents like that's a start and Cheryl's like well I'm attracted to you I think I think I'm attracted to you you think or you know I know and Tony's like finally we're getting somewhere okay okie dokie
1: still love we have a big problem I know it's Ethel right (laughs) or no it's Midge, Midge, right right
0: (laughs) she she thinks it's about cheerleading no (laughs) so funny yeah uh, we go over to Rayberry's house, and Jughead has brought him his story, and as he's in the other room making tea, Jughead spies a manuscript, and he takes it. By the way,
1: uh, it's the Jupiter Journals.
0: Yes. Good which, lord. <laughs> which is a play on the Jupiter Chronicles?
1: The Mars Chronicles.
0: Mars Chronicles. Okay, I knew it was something chronical. It's the Martian
1: Chronicles.
0: Oh, uh, okay. I'm not familiar with that at all. Um, I don't think I've actually read anything of Bradbury's. So. He's a good writer. Great uh, sci-fi writer. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, we cut to the dark room and Cheryl and Tony are there and she sees Clay and Kevin like being close. And she's like, Kevin and Claire also? Yeah, but not many people know that. So don't go around quoting. And, and Cheryl's like, no, 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 no. And then we get this story about her Aunt Carol. In Greenwich Village. In Greenwich Village. I um,
1: I threw I was like, you're fucking kidding me, Riverdale. I kinda
0: love it. I really kind of <laughs> do, because it's fucking hilarious. It's the most on the
1: nose reference they could possibly make.
0: Greenwich and a writer. Um, we found out her mom, like we we've come to find out that her parents are super homophobic. And of course, that's why Cheryl has been so freaked out. You know, that she was that she could be like her Aunt Carol because she didn't want them to talk about her, talk about mm-hmm. her that way. Tony talks about how, you know, she I knew I liked girls as much as boys for as long as I can remember. And then when my parents caught me neck in with my neighbor, they kicked me out. And then I moved in with my grandma, and I can be who I want to be. And Tony's like, Your grandma approves. Eh, more or less.
1: Which is pretty much the same as before. It's like grandma doesn't love everything about me,
0: but and I uh, think, you know, Cheryl's like, you know, I knew if I didn't want my family to disown me, I'd have to spend my life playing a part. And that's what the whole thing with Archie was. It, it was a role. And Tony's like, but now? And Cheryl says, I'm ready for something else. I can dig that. <laughs> farf. Farf. <laughs> uh, we see Archie pumping gas outside of Pops and Julian comes up and he's just being a jackass as usual. I really love how much of an asshole Julian is compared to Jason. It's really fun. <laughs> Julian's
1: such a dick.
0: Yeah. Um. Inside, we see Betty and Veronica on dates with some p- Stonewall Prep dudes. Um. She could care less. They ask her about. Don't your parents own the television station? It's like yeah. Um. And they're like, Why aren't you on that dance show, Riverdale Grandstand? Good God. <laughs> of course, of course, this is coming. And Betty's like, I don't know. It's a pretty big time commitment. Three hours every day after school. And, like, so then they just kind of keep talking, and Betty's just not paying attention because she is staring at Archie outside. And then we see Pops go outside and bring some coffee. He's like, hey, you know, I heard, you know, the, the Bulldogs are going to be back. And, you know, I, I remember watching your dad play, and he was, like, the best ever. And Archie's just kind of like, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, He was a true hero, and Archie's like, yeah, he was. And it's just kind of sweet. hmm I do really like that there, like there are so many people around Archie who remember his dad. Oh, yeah. Like, I do I do like that. And that's true in our timeline as well. Uh, we cut to Jughead in his train car. He's reading the Jupiter Chronicles or Jupiter Journals. And he he read till the sun came up. It was like Flash Gordon as if Fitzgerald had written it. And he could not believe it was sitting unpublished in a cord- cardboard box.
1: Oh, Jughead.
0: Oh, Jughead. Uh, We cut over to school. It's the next day. Betty and Veronica are talking at the picnic tables. And Veronica's like, so what happened after Willie took you home? And Betty's like, nothing. No butterflies. And it's like, oh, yeah, because you're still an Archie. And Betty's like, yeah, which means I'm doomed. (laughs) (laughs) And I love I love this exchange. So good. Uh, You know, Betty, we talked about this. Romeo and Juliet had logistical problems, but they figured it out. Veronica, they both died. Not until Act 5.
1: And not until after losing their cherries. (laughs) Yeah, I (laughs) love... It's so the difference between Betty and Veronica.
0: And it's also such teenager logic. Teenager logic.
1: Betty being like, they died, Veronica. And they still got to
0: bone. (laughs) It's work. So... Veronica suggests that you know you guys can still get close have some long meaningful late night conversations like after the adults go to sleep you know call each other and and Betty's like well Archie doesn't have a phone in his room and Veronica's like are you sure and like yeah I can look in his bedroom wait what <laughs> you can look <laughs> into Archie's bedroom does that mean you've glimpsed him yes many times Betty I think I have to see this floor show for myself what time does the curtain usually go up Oh,
1: Veronica.
0: <laughs> and I love this. I love I love the open <laughs> horniness. I adore it. It is so funny. It's going to get so much better. <laughs> I know. It's so good. The buildup is fabulous. <laughs> we go to the doghouse. Hey. hey. Julian is being an ass again. He's, he takes it
1: way too far.
0: <laughs> Julian's being an ass. He tells Archie that this weekend at the game, he's going to wreck Fred's record um, since Archie's not there to do it. And so Archie punches him because he fucking deserves it.
1: It's real interesting, though. Archie doesn't go after anybody until nope. they come after his dad. The two times he's gotten punchy punchy are when someone insults his father.
0: Are you going to hit me? you really violent in the future. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Best line ever. I really hope that was a uh, uh, an ad lib because it's so perfect. Um. We we cut to Frank, you know, storming around the corner and, be, and he runs into Mary as she's arrived. He's like, I'm so sorry. I just heard what happened. I'll talk to Featherhead. We'll get this straightened out. And Mary's like, I'm his mother. I'll take this round. Back Love off, it. Frank. Love <laughs> it. Great. We go to the gym and it's River Vixen time again. And Cheryl, Barry season one, is like, Tony is going to be on top. Evelyn is pissed. I'm always the flyer. Quit or get in line. like. <laughs> That's just the way it's going to be. Again, just would have loved if Tony was just terrible at cheerleading. Yeah. Or like, clearly not the best. Like, she doesn't have to be awful, but like, this is not something you've trained for, clearly. <sighs> also, 50 standards of cheerleading. Very different from today's. We go home to the Andrew's house and Archie and Mary are sitting in the, in the living room. Mary's like, you love basketball. What are you doing? And Archie just talks about, like, anytime he thinks about dad, there's, like, an anvil on my heart. And I don't, like, if I was doing it, I'd be thinking I wish dad was here to watch me in the stands. He doesn't want to tarnish his dad's legacy. <gasps> legacy! You said that magic word! <laughs> I've been calling that word for two fucking seasons. <laughs> I am a team Three, a three at this point. it has been three? Wow. Whatever. Yeah. I don't even know anymore, but I've been saying that for a while. Mary's like, you'll be great. Nothing would make you happier. Uh, nothing would make him happier than see him play on his team, maybe even wearing his number. And uh, I'm going to ask Frank to ease up on you. Cool. I'm going to make Frank ease up on you. Yeah, pretty much.
1: Which, yeah.
0: <laughs> Jughead goes to Bradbury's house with the novel he stole, tells him what happened. Bradbury's pissed, throws him out.
1: That was a glass. It's like way more upset than is possibly reasonable.
0: Yeah, I suspect Rayberry already knew about that. Like he's like, it's already an arrangement, but Jughead stuck his nose somewhere that he wasn't supposed to. Y- yeah, well,
1: it's because he's snooping because he's a snoop. Yeah, well, and it's not so much that he's angry about it because, mm-hmm. yeah, people get angry about it. It's that he seems to take it really personally. Yeah. I don't know. Also, Jughead idiot
0: (laughs) yeah yeah uh we cut to the girls locker room and it's after practice and tony tells cheryl thank you and they kiss we're back choni is back whoopity do one of the most toxic relationships on the show we're just gonna double down on it
1: maybe it'll get better this time around
0: Uh, how many times have we said that okay we cut to betty's (laughs) we cut to betty's window And her and Veronica are just like, this is boring. This is not what I thought our stakeout would be like. (laughs) But he's like, what'd you imagine? Jimmy Stewart and Grace Kelly in your rear window? (laughs) (laughs) And then Archie comes in. Mm -hmm. And Veronica is just like stream of consciousness just being like, (gasps) letterbam alert. God bless America. Stand back, Ringling Brothers, because this is the greatest show on earth. Do you have binoculars? Such... Oh, horn dog. Never mind. We don't need them with the size of Archie's bulging muscles. Mayday duck and cover. Because he sees them. It is so fucking funny.
1: His bulging muscles. <laughs>
0: it it harkens back to the way kevin was talking about archie s1 e1 it's like take that redheaded <laughs> that ginger bulldog by the horns it's so good so they duck and cover and betty is beyond mortified of course and is like i should have i should have known the same thing happened to jimmy stewart at least they were trying to catch a murderer we're just peeping patties <laughs> So I cut to the next day and we're at the lockers at school and Veronica's talking about her is like, hey, did you get any sleep? No. So beyond embarrassed. And she's talking about abdominal muscles as Archie has shown up. Oh, hi. And Archie's like, Veronica, would you mind letting me and Betty talk? Sure. Um, keep up the good work. (laughs) She walked away. (laughs) This whole thing. Also,
1: the fact that Veronica goes like full toxic female chauvinist of like what is he thinking strutting around like a peacock with those abs so funny this whole thing is so good it's so
0: funny archie tells betty he's like i saw you and he's like it's okay it's fine he's like i liked it and he's like you know i, I get real busy during the day but every night i end up in my room and Betty's he's like every night i end up in my room what if we ended up in our bedrooms at the same time and looked at each other okay how about say midnight and betty's like i'll be wearing something special i'm really excited betty i'm really excited like it's like oh my god they're both about to explode (laughs) it's hilarious (laughs) i love it so much
1: everything about this is the most teenager awkward dork shit
0: (laughs) the earnestness between both of them is my favorite thing ever.
1: They're having way too much
0: fun with this. I'm so happy for them. <laughs> like, KJ has come so far from being a literal teenager at the beginning of the show. Now he is a father in real life. <laughs> it is so fucking fun. I love this <laughs> so much. We cut over to the gym and it's practice time. And Julian's being asked, like, aren't you going to, you know, stay on the sidelines, water boy? And are just like, I'm here to play. And he's like, can you even play? Like, Are you even any good? And he sinks the basket. He's like, you got any questions? And Frank's like, I'm, I'm really happy that you're going to be on the team. And uh, Archie's just like, I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this for myself and for my mom and my dad. And Frank's like, I respect that, Archie.
1: And then he gives a knowing
0: smile. Yeah.
1: What is his deal? Why is he
0: here? It on Archie's path, on the right path, He's course correcting Archie. Yep. we cut to dr werther's office and miss thornton has brought in a comic book that jughead jones wrote and werther's is incensed because Mm. now now the poison is coming from inside the house (laughs) like Uh this is awful but oh and we cut to archie and betty and they like Say hello, and then they start stripping. It's very tit for tat. Take a belt. Take a belt. Take a shirt. Take a shirt. Take some pants. Take some pants. And just as Archie's about to drop his pants and Betty's about to drop her bustier, bursts how. What in God's name are you doing? And Betty is just like up, oh, my God, oh my God!
1: Then Frank.
0: Yeah, and Frank does the exact same thing across Riverdale. Riverdale. I mean, it's so fucking funny. I, I wasn't prepared. I I was like I knew they would get interrupted, but I oh, wasn't. Yeah. yeah, but I was honestly I was expecting it to be Alice, but I loved that it was How.
1: It was more. I was not prepared for the build up portion of it.
0: Oh, it was hilarious! It's so good. Oh, so fun, so fun. Um, so yeah, this episode was kind of want want, but um, the Archie Betty payoff was worth it. It was worth all of it.
1: Just we've been down these roads before. How much more will we go down them again?
0: Well, let's look at our next time on and see what we're going to encounter next week.
1: Oh, boy.
0: All right. Next week is called Dirty Dancing. Love it. Uh, Betty's clearly going to be on grandstand. I really love uh, getting to see everybody dance. oh. Man, that's such a call to hairspray as well. Man, there are so many musical options this year. So many. Uh, But uh, Betty's going to do something super dirty on TV. She's probably just going to show her ass. Um, And Alice is going to freak out. I mean. (laughs) Uh, I mean, just the tiniest clip of that uh, trailer of Machenamek. Super excited about this. So (laughs) this is going to be fun.
1: Again, giving us absolutely nothing,
0: I'm fine with that. I would rather you give us absolutely nothing so we can just like be like, well, these scenes are gonna show up somewhere, and you like seems like lately they've been showing up pretty early on. Um, it'll be fun. Uh... I am excited, really excited.
1: <laughs> I don't know about that.
0: I don't know. I just like the use of the name Dirty dancing. um, that's also a fabulous movie. It is David's birth movie. It is. That movie came out on the exact day David was born, and we actually covered that for our movie podcast, Macintosh Mod Haven't Seen What. It is one of our favorite movies. It is so good, so fun, and some very uh, good friends of the podcast were our guests on that episode. So it is definitely one worth checking out. So until next time, hashtag Go Go Bulldogs.
1: Bulldogs!